Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. We were watching a British BBC program recently called Songs of Praise. The program shows scenes from all over Britain each week, usually has a theme which speaks to the scenes being shown, and there are often famous people, musicians, singers, or people connected with the theme describing events from past church history or the theme of the week in particular. The main inspiration comes, as one would expect, with a title like Songs of Praise, with the several songs, usually hymns, that are sprinkled appropriately throughout the hour-long program. Each of the hymns is sung by different congregations at different churches throughout the UK. I must say, I thoroughly enjoy the program. My wife enjoys watching it each week, and I usually join her. I receive tremendous blessing from the songs and hymns and the commentary that weaves the theme throughout the program. This last one that I watched had the theme of children's books and music. It was wonderful, very moving and inspirational, I must say. It taught me a few things and the scenes of the children describing why they like books and reading and what were their favorites was exquisite, quite illuminating. Precious moments with the children. One of the hymns that was sung during this week's broadcast is well known to many people. I've known it, heard it for many years, or you know it too. It is usually called Morning Has Broken. In my memory, I remember when it became a popular song in the U.S., sung by the British musician Cat Stevens. Interesting to note that Stevens came back in the news some years ago when he became a Muslim and later changed his name to Yusuf Islam to reflect that decision. My wife remembers singing this particular song at many of her morning devotions when she attended school back in Wales. But back to the song, Morning Has Broken. As I sat and watched the people in the lovely English cathedral sing this beautiful song, I realized that it was as if I was hearing the lyrics for the first time. I found myself wondering what had originally prompted the author to write. Listening to the words, I saw things that perhaps never occurred to me before. Heart. Not 
Not because of who I am But because of what you've done Not because of what I've done But because of who
Let me share the lyrics with you in the event you are not familiar with the song and to bring the words back into your mind even if you are. As I share the words with you, I want you to put yourself in the place of the author, writing words to express what he was feeling at that particular moment. Telling a story, using poetry and concepts and words to motivate and inspire. Put to music and song as well, what a thrill it was, and is. I watched and listened to songs of praise that Sunday afternoon and I personally saw for the first time what I perceived to be a direct comparison between the words and the creation of the world. In other words, the author used his talents and skill to pen a series of rhyming metrics, eventually put to musical score that describes the creation, compares it to what he was thinking about. When I share the words in a moment, and I say things like the first bird, that is when God created the birds of the air, or like the first you fall on the first grass, that same reference to creation as well. So in it all, what the author is saying to us, it seems, through his references to birds and dew and sunlight and blackbirds, I believe one of the strong messages of this song is, as the psalmist says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us praise our Creator and enjoy His creation just as creation itself sang praises to its Creator. Each new day that dawns, praise God for the wonders of another day with all that it means. Now, here are those lyrics that I promised you. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the singing, praise for the morning. Praise for them springing fresh from the word. Sweet the rain's new fall, sunlight from heaven, like the first dew fall on the first grass. Praise for the sweetness of the wet garden, sprung in completeness where his feet pass. Mine is the sunlight, mine is the morning, born of the one light Eden saw play. Praise with elation, praise every morning. God's recreation of the new day. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the singing. Praise for the morning. Praise for them springing fresh from the word. A new way of looking at creation in a modern perspective, isn't it? And now with his message for today, here is Senior Pastor Emeritus, Alan Lee. Good morning. Today we want to conclude our series on the theme, A Biblical Perspective of Worship. Protestants boast that we have given singing back to the church because of the Reformation. I agree somewhat with that statement. But we must also admit that we have taken away meditation and reflection from the church as well. Say what you want about the stately churches and cathedrals but no one can deny the sense of worship and reflection that one experiences by simply entering into one of them. Contrast this with coming into most evangelical churches today, even for a so-called worship service. What is the atmosphere? It's one of socializing, loud and unrestrained talking, laughing, and even reading the latest newspaper. There's no sense of a need for spiritual preparation to worship and to practice the presence of God in our midst. No sense of meditation, 
No need for reflection, it seems, and no need, it appears, for just plain quietness to hear the gentle wind of God's voice to our souls. We need, in fact, I would dare to say, we must restore this aspect of worship to our corporate gatherings as well as to our personal and individual worship. Now you may ask, what is meditation? Because to tell the truth, much of what is called meditation today is nothing else but pure mysticism that can open up one's mind and thoughts to evil spirits rather than to the Spirit of God. This is not biblical meditation. Simply put, and to use a metaphor, meditation means to chew the cud, chew the cud over divine truth. With reference to worship, it means to go over in your mind the things you know about the person of God, his mercy, his grace, his love, his faithfulness, his long-suffering, his power, and any and everything else you may have learned about him through the word of God. This leads naturally and immediately to genuine praise, because, as someone has said, and I quote now, praise is the act of confessing the attributes of a person. End of quote. This means then that when we rehearse in God's presence the greatness of his being, we begin to sense that he is indeed present. It is this response to the presence of God which I believe constitute genuine worship in spirit and in truth. It is not until we are consciously aware that God is truly present that we are able to move from praise into the expression of genuine worship, or to put it in the terms of Old Testament worship, to go from the holy place into the most holy. It is vital that we are aware of his presence because worship is not done abstractly or from a distance. It is the personal and immediate response from our hearts to the presence of a God who is immediately present. And by immediate, I mean right here, right now, and we know it. Our worship is a response to the awareness of the presence of God in our midst. And so I say, I define worship in spirit and in truth as a response of the spirit of man to the awareness of the presence of the divine supreme spirit through empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let me repeat that. I define worship in spirit and in truth as the response of the spirit of man to the awareness of the presence of the divine spirit through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's all a spiritual encounter. Now, you may notice that I make a distinction between praise and worship. I believe it is important that we do so. Praise is an expression of what God has done and done for us. For instance, in Psalm 28, verse 6, it says, Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. That's praise. On the other hand, worship is a response to who God is. For instance, Psalm 29, verse 2. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in holy array. That's worship. Notice how these 
events or these actions are combined in Psalm 95. The first five verses focus on praise, tuning into the presence of God. Listen to the words as I quote them. O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. For in whose hands are the depths of the earth, the peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. That's praise. Now verses 6 and 7 are the response to the awareness of God. Worship. Listen to the psalmist carefully now as he seems to change his tone and his atmosphere. Verse 6. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. End of quote. That's worship. We celebrate the mighty acts of God as we joyfully recount His dealings with us. This can be done through song and music, to be sure, but it also requires quiet reflection and meditation. Worship, I say, is a response to God's presence, who he is, and his presence, that's what he gives, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, as well. Worship is a response to God's presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, who he is, as well as his presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, what he gives to us. In worship, we respond in gratitude to God for who he is, and what he has done. I completed my study in preparation for this message some time ago. In fact, it was on a Wednesday morning, immediately after my regular walk, run, and swim on Paradise Island, which was my regular routine prior to my heart surgery. The entire exercise usually took me about an hour to complete, sometimes an hour and ten minutes. My routine was to walk and run from the Sheraton Grand Hotel to the cove on the eastern end of Cabbage Beach. Then I swam all the way back. That was quite an invigorating exercise, to say the least. I pray that one day I'll be able to get back to that again. Normally, I would use this time, though, to pray for myself, for my family, and for the ministry. It is amazing how time flies when we do this. However, because of my study on the theme of worship for this series of messages, and especially upon the biblical emphasis on practicing the presence of God, the need for meditation that leads to praise that automatically flows into and results in genuine worship, I decided that I would heed my own teaching. And so, I started my walk and began reflecting on the person of God as he was revealed in the scriptures and in my own experience at that very moment. That morning the water was perfect, it was calm, it was warm, and it was shimmering in the early morning sunlight. I began immediately by thinking of God as creator and thanked him for his perfect creation and for the privilege of allowing me to enjoy it. 
I recounted all the marvels of his power and wisdom that gave me such a wonderful creation to enjoy and to profit from. My thoughts moved easily and naturally to his love as I walked along the beach in giving his son for me, then to his grace, his mercy, in forgiving me when I sin and confess it to him. I thought about his wisdom, his power and holiness, and yet still being willing to call me his child and give the supreme privilege of serving him and his people. I thanked him for all of this. I retraced in my mind as I meditate upon him all of his marvelous workings in my life in providing me with a wonderful wife, children who all profess faith in Jesus Christ, and is bringing healing again and again into our lives and providing for us in fantastically marvelous and unexpected ways. I marveled in his goodness. I meditated upon his grace. I recounted all the perfect gifts he has given me, his Son, his Holy Spirit, his Word, his Church, that's the people of God, life and health. And as I walked, ran, and then swam, I continued to reflect on who he is, what he has done, is doing, and will do. Now, here is the exciting thing. As I was swimming just past the ocean club, it certainly dawned on me that I was practicing the presence of God. I became acutely aware of the fact that God was right there swimming with me and that I was responding to his presence by worshiping him. I really was conscious of the fact that I was right there at that very moment in my swimming trunks in the water worshiping God in spirit and in truth and he was right there with me receiving that worship. He was finding in me at that moment the one who would worship him in spirit and in truth. I was seeking him as a worshiper, and he was also seeking me, and we found each other. To me, my friends, that's worship. Worship in spirit and in truth. When the seeking God finds the seeking worshiper, and it's only the person who has placed faith in Christ who truly seeks to worship God. The unsaved cannot and will not. But anyway, with God's help at that time, I had turned my exercise ritual into an opportunity to practice the presence of God by reflecting and meditating upon his awesome person and his mighty works. Meditation led to praise. Praise led to worship, and worship led to a personal sense of spiritual fulfillment that is only possible through the energizing work of the Spirit of God who lives within the person who places faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I really believe with all my heart that God was blessed by my exercise that day. Why? Because if only for that hour he found someone he was looking for, someone who would worship him in spirit and in truth. Friends, listen carefully. God is not seeking mere converts. God is seeking those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. He is seeking worshipers, genuine worshipers. And so let me ask you then, 
will he find you seeking him to worship him as he desires, in spirit and in truth? As always, this is Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee saying, Selah, think, please think, and then act on these things. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great commander's promise He will surely come again I am listening every moment For the mighty trumpet sound What a time we'll have together When the saints shall leave the ground And our toiling will be happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again, I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound, what a time we'll have together, when the saints shall leave the ground, and our toiling will be in a 